What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angels, and welcome to Laugh to Cast It. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Miss Anna Rohr. If you have heard about her or that name sounds familiar, she was a baller at Notre Dame, and she's continuing to do great things off the track and off of the cross-country course. Had a historic career, a story career, an awesome person, and we had such a great conversation. We talked about her new ventures and some of the things that she's doing now and her coaching career, both coaching athletes and coaching clients and this new startup business as well as her own business that she's doing. So you definitely want to stick, stay tuned to hear that. Uh, we talked about <laughs> talked about the greatness of bands. Put some respect on marching bands. They are awesome. And it was just a fun conversation. And it's one that I know you guys are going to enjoy. I want you guys to do me a favor. As always, thank you so much for the continued support that you have provided this channel we are growing nice and easy like frank sinatra said nice and easy does it every time and i am truly grateful for each and every person that has listened but what i want you to do for me go on instagram lactic acid podcast go on twitter you can find my uh stories at dom smith underscore news on twitter as well as lactic acid underscore pod the YouTube page, that's where you want to be locked in. The YouTube page is awesome because we are providing awesome content. We have Track Talk, which is an exclusive YouTube series. And we have a bucket of Track Talk and Fried Chicken, which is a show where we eat chicken and have some talk about track. <laughs> it's pretty much everything in the title. So definitely go subscribe hit the notification bell so you get all the latest videos when they drop and i would really appreciate it if you did that if you listen to this on apple spotify google play wherever you get your podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well leave a nice review if you feel so inclined to do so everything helps the channel and lastly we have gear we have merchandise go on fan hub tf go to the author page and actually i'm gonna put the link down in the show notes but yeah when you go on fan hub tf you'll go to the author page you'll see dominic smith or you type in dominic smith and in my page you'll have my latest articles that i've written as well as all of the merchandise and trust me it is merchandise that you need in your collection and all the proceeds go back to helping this channel grow so once again thank you all for your continued support i appreciate each and every one of you we have some awesome episodes coming up including the one that you're about to listen to and i hope you enjoy it What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and angst, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. Today, we have a certified baller on the show. You may know her from her time as a member of the Fighting Irish, and now she is doing big things off the track, off the cross-country course. She is none other than the legend, Miss Ann Rohr. How are you doing? Thank you for joining the show. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I appreciate you coming on, and I just mentioned uh, that you went to Notre Dame, so I just have to ask this question. 
So on September 3rd, uh, there's a big event that's going to happen. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's, I'm, I'm going to guess a football game. It is a football game. Your Notre Dame Fighting Irish will face off against my Ohio State Buckeyes. Ooh, this, is, this is a tough call. And so I need a non-biased answer. At 7.30 p.m. in Columbus that Saturday, you guys will have to come to the horseshoe to play. So I need to know, what's your prediction? Who, who, who's coming out on top? Well, you know, with this new head coach, I think things look really promising for us. So I, and I'm, I'm always an optimistic person, but from, from what I've heard from my, my inside scoop with that, <laughs> you know, BFFs with the AD, I hear good things. Oh, oh boy. I'm going, I'm going Notre Dame all the way. That's Fair and accurate. The head coach was actually a member of Ohio State. He played um, his college football there and coached there for a hot minute. And has been talking smack. I'm not even going to lie to you. Talk about, oh, Notre Dame, the academics and all that stuff. I got you, Marcus Freeman. We're coming out hot. So Anna <laughs> has – and okay, that's, that's, that's fine. You have Notre Dame. Do you have a prediction score-wise? Mm. I'm feeling a low scoring game. Ooh. I think it's going to be, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe like, it'll probably be close though. May, I don't know how close. I'm thinking maybe, well, 2110 isn't that close. Oh, but boy. I'm I feeling hope. Little bit, yeah, that's, that's also higher. I'm thinking, of, I went to a few games uh, in the past and it was like in the 40s. So that's, Humble brag. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, uh, you're just flexing uh, on the show so far. I don't know an exact score, but I'm going to guess below 20, and it's going to be close with Notre Dame on top. If that is the oh, my gosh. If that's the case, then that's not going to be good for my mental health or my well-being. Because <laughs> that means we are going to absolutely suck this year. Oh, God, C.J. Stroud. Offense, please score more than 10 points. That's just a touchdown and a field goal. I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. I've never wagered this, but now Lactic Acid has official gear. Go on Fan Hub TF, go to shop, go scroll down to Lactic Acid, and you can find everything that we have. We're going to be adding on to it. Notre Dame wins. I have to send you Lactic. No, I have to send you. I will send you Lactic Acid gear with a Notre Dame emblem on it. All right. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If Ohio State wins, we'll, we'll figure out something later. Okay. Um, but yeah, that I just had to ask that. Uh, that hurt. I don't know what hurt the fact that you picked Notre Dame or the fact that you picked Ohio State to start ten points. That's 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 devastating. But let's let's go from there. Have a really great defense this year. That's fine, but we had the number one offense last year and pretty much a bunch of people returning. So I'm, I'm optimistic, and we have a new defensive coordinator. So I'm, I'm optimistic, even though I'm a little depressed after that segment. So let's just go to something more fun. I've asked, been asking people this question. So let's just say Ben and Jerry came to you. Anna, you are a legend on these running streets, helping out. You've made it big. You're doing great things in the community and you are a shining star. And we want to honor you by creating a custom ice cream promotion 
centered around you. I need you to name two flavors, the two flavors that you would want to use in this promotion, and I need you to name the promotion. Oh man. Well, it's pretty it's a uh, it's kind of convenient that one of my favorite foods also rhymes with my name. So banana. I'm feeling like something something and a banana, but I'm feeling like a banana cinnamon. I'm not it doesn't uh not a lot of people have had it or banana honey, but it's one of my go-to snacks, banana, honey, and peanut butter. But you said I can only choose uh, two. So two flavors. All right. Peanut butter, banana already exists. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go honey, banana. So a honey flavored ice cream and a banana flavored ice cream. Oh, it's two separate. I thought Ben and Jerry's was like mixing everything together. Oh, no, it's two separate. It's two separate. Even though I have to say, let me just say honey and banana with some peanut butter with some granola on top. It's a slappable meal. But go ahead uh, to your point. All right. All right. Then if we're doing two separate ones, I'm going to go with banana. And uh, man, that's tough. I need a can I just do peanut butter. That party that exists, though. You see, people have come on the show and said, that the banana express thing is a thing. I live in Florida. I can tell you, I have not seen it on the shelves and I just went to Publix a couple hours ago. Um, so a banana ice cream and then peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the promotion? The name's going to be the perfect pair and a banana with peanut butter on top. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. The perfect pair. Okay. I'm, I'm, You're catching me on the fly. It's the best I got. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But I'm thinking, I was thinking two things. I was thinking we can call it the ultimate banana split. Or the Anna special. Something All right. like that. I don't know. We'll take the Anna special. <laughs> the perfect pair. I'm not mad at the perfect pair. I just feel like you have to implement pairs in there. Oh, that's fair. And because you have like bananas and pears and peanut butter, which is not a good combination. Not a good um, one. No. So, okay. I Listen, the, the Anna special or the Anna duo. Okay. Or the fighting banana. <laughs> the fighting banana. Yeah. What a what a mental image that that gives. <laughs> I mean, don't isn't Notre Dame like the leprechaun ready to throw hands yeah, and everything? No, I, get I get it. I get it. Yeah. So you know, and then we could put it next to touchdown Jesus to have him sample it and everything. So there we go. There we go. So just just jump into the action. If you've heard of Anna Roar before, I'm sorry, if you haven't, then you've been living under a rock like Patrick Starr because she was definitely a big deal when she was at Notre Dame, obviously in high school, um, athlete of the year, Gatorade athlete of the year, balling on the cross country course, balling at Notre Dame, um, taking names, winning races. And now you have taken like that same drive and work ethic 
and just mentality from the track to the real world and still kind of intertwined in the sport. What's life been like post running? I obviously I know you still run, um, but now you're just in a, a new venture suit. It's like you traded in the spikes for a briefcase almost. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so what's it all been like for you? Yeah, it's been uh, honestly like the perfect combination of skill sets that I didn't, I didn't know existed. Um, so I, I work for a startup called Dream Fuel, and I'm a mental performance coach. So I started doing working with athletes with my uh, started my own small business, intending to keep it small, but coaching, coaching kids, writing training plans, and doing like coaching them on the mental side. Um, from the things that I learned through being an athlete, like you, you know, you can get so good with physical training, but if you don't have the mental side, then you're going to plateau. And so using those same skills now in, in a corporate setting. So we coach people on, uh, basically how to stay in control of your mental performance, regardless of the adversity, the challenges, the anxieties that you face throughout the day. And it's all based in neuroscience. So that's where, um, that's where the skill sets come in. I studied neuroscience at Notre Dame. So used, uh, get to use my degree also got a master's in business and I'm doing the operations for the business. So it's like, uh, it's kind of a, a perfect combo of stuff, but it's really fun to use, to teach people about things that I first learned from athletics and bring it to them in a different setting. But also a lot of people that I work with were athletes or are still athletes. And so it's, uh, it's neat for them to kind of make that, you know, have those aha moments that, oh yeah, I have used this before. I just didn't know how it worked. So if I'm not mistaken, your startup company, well, your personal business was called Next Level Racing. Yes. So is that in addition to um, the startup that you're working with? Or is it two separate things? Um, well, it's two separate things. Next Level Racing was just kind of a, a fun one that I started on my own, um, wanting to give back to the sport and teach, especially like middle school, high school students, these yeah. mental skills. So they have it, you know, not just for their running, but for life. <laughs> um, so that's what that is. And I, I do still coach, but my full time job is with Dream Fuel. Hmm. what's tougher being a college athlete at Notre Dame or trying to manage a startup while coaching? Um, you know, it's funny how much overlap there is. Um, (laughs) I've realized just how good I am at planning everything. And somehow like every day is unpredictable kind of, well, some things are predictable. There's always something that's not. And I just remember like the days in college where I was busy from 6.30 a.m. until 11 p.m. And some, you look at all you have to do in a day. It's like, there's no way I'm going to get this done. And then somehow it always gets done. Um, So that's kind of building off those skill sets. But, uh, you know, I would say college athletes harder. (laughs) For sure. sure. I don't. I'm, I'm not about that life. Like, I, I'm just saying, you know, 6.30 and it's just like you got to eat at a certain time. You got to recover at a certain time. You have yep. to do all this. That's why I say you are literally a real one 
because not everybody, you know, could do that. But the one thing that I think is cool about what you're doing, and we're not going to dwell on this past this question, essentially, but you, you've had experience with injuries before. But mm -hmm. the one thing about you from an outsider's point of view, you're like the toughest runner I've ever seen. <laughs> like I've ever watched, like tougher than like a $2 steak. And that's as tough as it comes. And to now be coaching and helping other people through that and to pretty much bring a sense of calm, um, especially like in high school, because, you know, with kids who, you know, maybe the sport of running is all they have. And, you know, mm -hmm. maybe they're on the line to get a scholarship or something like that. And you kind of know how cutthroat this business is. Um, you know, if, if you have potential, but that potential, there's a bump in the road, then the coaches can be on to the next. Did you ever think that you would ever be able to use what you went through and what you experienced to make a difference in the lives of the people that you work with? Um, well, first, thanks. I, I appreciate that. Um, but I would say yes, but I didn't really know to what capacity. So that was kind of what helped me push through those injuries was believing that this is going to benefit either me or others or hopefully both um, in some way that I, I can't really understand now. But knowing just like trusting hey this is this is going to be used for good some way somehow uh so it's yeah pretty it's pretty incredible to see like throughout the years how the injury the past injuries have played such a positive role for myself and others so take me through the startup company obviously you you know kind of touched on your role in the company but kind of what are what are some of the responsibilities that you do day in and day out and what do you love most about it yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, first with a startup, you, I wear a lot of hats. I do, uh, I do the, a lot of the behind the scenes things, but one, the gist of what we do is we coach, we work mostly with businesses. So we'll get a contract with a business and we'll teach, uh, we'll coach our mental performance program, our course, um, to a group and then in addition to that, there are some individuals that'll get one-on-one -on -one coaching. So like the CEO or the, you know, the director of sales, we work with a lot of, a lot of people in tech right now, not just tech, but that's kind of the main demographic. Um, and we'll dive deeper into the specific things that are holding them back. Like, is it confidence issues? Is it anxiety? Is it um, your imposter syndrome? Something like that. Uh, but we're the, another fun thing we're working on now is we're building a video course. We're actually filming the second half of it this week. So I've been writing, like writing scripts and being on camera, which is not something I thought I would, was going to be part of my <laughs> job when I came. Um, we've, I've helped write a workbook, a playbook that goes with it. Oh, I've boy. helped design an app that goes with it to actually like measure your mindset. Um, so it's a lot, there's like so many new things every day, which is why I love it. But that's, that's like the gist of, of what it is coaching, coaching groups and coaching individuals on their mental performance and it's work setting, but we kind of connect it to like work, life, sports, 
lot of people with kids that messes up your mindset. I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know nothing about that. So yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's fun. It's a, it's an awesome job because it is different every day. So you said you wear many hats and I don't even think that's accurate. You have on a full NASA suit, like a space yeah. suit almost. Cause if you, cause those are three, I say that because I majored in journalism and everything that you're describing is its own separate major. Like yes. you could have been a broadcast journalist. Then you could have been, I took script writing, um, obviously in front of the camera, but behind the camera. And so that's a zone separate thing. And then neuroscience, you could have been like the athletic yeah. version of like Sheldon Cooper. Uh, essentially, essentially. So that is insane. That, uh, that is like a, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Why did you choose neuroscience to major in? Uh, I was, I was told, and this is great advice for any, anyone out there looking, trying to figure out their college major, um, study something that you're interested in and you enjoy and you'll find a job given there are exceptions. Like if you want to go, if you want to be an engineer, like you got to study engineering. If you want to be an accountant, you got to study accounting, but there are a lot of majors out there that you can do a lot with. And now also that I'm working with people from all different backgrounds. I've seen just how many times people studied something that's completely unrelated to what they're doing. Um, so for me, I, I loved, I've always enjoyed the sciences. My dad is a neuropsychologist. So he works with a lot of like patients with brain injuries or Alzheimer's patients. And so I think that's where the interest had to have come from as a kid, just like learning about what my dad does. But yeah, I loved it. It was so fascinating. That is, that's interesting advice because I'm telling you that's nothing I ever heard. That's one. Really? Two, no, because it's like, I was talking with somebody a few months back and they were in a totally different job than what we went to school for. And we were just saying like, why did I waste all this money to go to school for this major? And I'm not even in the profession anymore. So to hear you say that, it's like, dang, I wish I heard that like a few years back. Almost. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. You know, people look for people that can, can you learn the skill? Can you, are you going to be good culture fit? What are you going to bring to the table? And a lot of those things can be, can like can you learn it you know so I know people that studied history and they have a, a consulting job like it's yeah yeah a, I mean, it's totally different but again there are exceptions to that but it's uh I've seen it ring true a lot of times so in preparing for this interview just watching different interviews it's not a complete shock to hear that here you say you wear, I'm not even going to say many different hats that you essentially wear a spacesuit. <laughs> in addition, because if I'm not mistaken, back in the day, you were on like the yearbook staff, you were like a worship leader, you uh did God, you did a lot, like you played, I was in like every band that our our high school had. <laughs> 
like you were you were a legit rock star uh what instruments did you play back in the day i'm a music buff myself back in the day the two instruments that i played were the violin surprisingly and the drum so i'm always interested to hear very different very different um very i missed the violin though i was like trying to be the low-key black mozart but that did not that did not <laughs> equate so i always said if i ever make it i'm gonna buy a violin to take it up again there uh, we go uh and then the drums listen i balled out i'm just i'm not even gonna lie to you i was pretty good don't know why i stopped um probably because it made too much noise but um what i don't i don't even know which question to ask first like what why or how so let's start with the what, like what made you interested um, in playing music and what were some of the instruments that you played? Yeah, I did. Uh, I started with piano when I was young. My I have two older brothers. We all took lessons. And then I started playing the flute and piccolo in middle school. Oh. Um, but it's, it's like an unwritten family rule. Um, my both grandfathers were very musical so my mom's dad actually played he was in the band at Notre Dame he was a band director so my mom and all her siblings played and then my dad his dad I think he was in the um what do they call it IU marching hundred or something uh whatever it is but he he played in college so both my parents were into it and then growing up it was just it was uh, a staple to the family from a pretty young age so it was like you were in, it was inherited, inherited. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What was your favorite instrument to play? Um, I would say flute. Flute was my favorite. Really? But yeah, it was, I think probably because that was what I ended. I played, that was what I played at school. And so naturally I practiced more and I got better at it. So I feel like whatever you're best at, you usually, yeah. you usually like it the most. So yeah, flute was great. Why? Okay, I personally think that the band is high key disrespected. Why, from Great. a from a from a certified baller, like you, you are the jack of literally every trade that was ever known, and can still get it done in a twelve hour, twenty four hour period. From your experience, and again, this is a all you got to do is pull up. And it's track record, so you know she's a big deal. So this is a verifiable answer. Why is there such amazingness? I just made that word up. And such swagger about being in the band. Why, why do we need to put more respect on the band member's name? Mm, yes. Man, my family is going to love this. Um, it's so much fun. Like, it's such a fun group of people it's so relaxed like there's kind of each different instrument like each section you kind of have your own personality for sure um but then bringing everyone together is just a blast like we know how to have a good time um and so I don't know my experience with band was not so much like these people are nerds because I was in it and I maybe am one so debatable <laughs> but uh um no I mean we had great time it was it was a blast and also the the band at Notre Dame like 
they I had a lot of friends in it and like they have such a great time The like practice is fun they're good at what they do you play songs that everyone knows it's good time it's I am I will die on this hill we have a band here in Florida that is the greatest band ever known it they reside in Tallahassee they are referred to as the marching 100 the fam you rattlers marching 100 historical band they made me and we have this big event called the Florida Classic down here and so the two is the battle of the bands Bethune Cookman which has a legendary band in its own right I've actually never heard actually I did hear Notre Dame's name Notre Dame's band play once because they've I didn't go to the game but they were down here in Florida uh, for some bowl games and stuff they have a pretty good band oh, um, yeah. I'm not even gonna lie to you Ohio State Spanish better I just have to say that the best damn band in the land is what they call themselves <laughs> um but more people care about the band than they do the football and it's because yeah. the band brings the energy the band brings the enthusiasm so i am like with you 100 percent. Right. and i have to say this this might be a hot take I think you have to be equally as conditioned to be a band member as you do an athlete from a, from a conditioning point of view. Am I wrong? Um, I would say it varies on instrument because for me to play like a flute or piccolo and, and march around, it's not, it's not too strenuous, but <laughs> players, Cuba players and drummers, like they are sweating when you, when you're out, like, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, to have to move while carrying a large instrument and then also coordinate your breathing. And yeah, it's a lot. I'm not, listen, I moved around playing drums one time. I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. This is just, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to playing football. Those tuba players and the uh, bass players, um, you know, the bass drum. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they don't have back issues. Like, my back hurts just watching them. <laughs> oh, well, maybe they're just, maybe they're just tough like you because they don't ever say anything, but I see they're them totally. They're so dedicated. They're so into the band. Like, it doesn't oh. matter. And then you're doing high knees and then you're having oh, to yeah. move around and quick turns. Listen, that's why I was saying you're, Toughness right there. Toughest dude that ever. That was my cross training in high school. That's what it was. <laughs> I, it was because I was in the band. I was getting all the extra fitness. Literally. Like, that strength and conditioning. That's cross training right there. So, kids, if you ever need to play <laughs> as many sports as you can, but if you ever need cross training, find an instrument and join the band. Literally. If <laughs> you go. need if you need strength training, pick up a tuba if it doesn't fall on you. And, you know, break every bone in your body because those things... Yeah, that that that's crazy. But let's let's step away from work, step away from the band, even though I could talk about the band all day. Um, what are three things that people don't know about you? Hmm. Good question. Um, probably things not running related. Yeah, this I, is off. Well, this right, is off the run. This is I, I will say running related ones. This might be interesting. Um, I used to like, I came into running because I was a volleyball player and my middle school gym teacher 
told me after running the mile for physical fitness testing that I should try track and not volleyball. <laughs> so oh boy, got, I wasn't bad. I, I was like pretty average volleyball player. Like oh. not, I probably wouldn't have gone to college to play volleyball, but I was, I, you know, I could get by pretty well. Um, but that there's a fun fact learn from my, my gym teacher in seventh grade that I was good at running. Um, another fun fact, I did cake decorating for about five years. So I, I can, I can decorate a pretty nice cake for, uh, I can, I can really make that another side business cake decorating. Listen, Um, all you have to do is seasonal decorating. Wedding season for three months because you know everybody everybody's getting married, and then the holidays. That's, That's it. true. The, only two seasons, only four months out of the year. That's all you have to do. That's true. Yeah. We will get, That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Good I'm one. just I'm just saying we we'll get back to that. Don't worry because okay. listen, wow, yeah. that's, that's just lit. Um, yeah, cake decorating. Uh, number three would be. Uh, I took a trip to South Africa in college and there was, there was a 24 hour span where I can't remember what part of Africa we were in, but I, I ate ostrich for dinner. And then the next day it's delicious. Actually, it's like a really nice steak. Um, (laughs) yeah, would recommend, (laughs) but, but the next day we went to some, like, I guess it was a zoo type thing. Um, but then they had us hug an ostrich. So it was a little, it felt a little bit like betrayal. Um, but yeah, ate ostrich and then hugged ostrich within a, within a day. (laughs) Wow. Oh man. Is that a good fun fact? That is, you know, I said that you're the toughest person I've ever seen we have to add that you're the most savage person because that is, that is, that is, <laughs> you hugged your dinner. That's like, yeah, I, listen, I'm not mad at it. It's, it's a feeling out process where you could just be like, sorry that, you know, <laughs> sorry or whatever. That would be scary. Some pressure to hug the ostrich. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> oh, wasn't man. my top choice, but that wasn't, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would be terrified to hug an ostrich. They're a little creepy up close. You just, I don't know, <laughs> the big eyes and small head and the long neck, they're just unpredictable. Yeah, and then if you really, like, if they don't want you hugging them, they can come after you, and then it's not like you're just going to easily run away from them because they get up to, like, they're 50 fast. miles an hour. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's, that, is, that is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. You hugged your dinner. So, <laughs> they uh, were separate days, but it was within oh, like I got you. Hours. <laughs> the 24 hours. Okay. So ostrich tastes like steak. What kind of what kind of steak would it taste like? Uh pro- like a probably like a filet mignon. It's very Ooh. lean. Oh. Very lean, but very tender. Yeah. That, well, that's my favorite cut of steak. So okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. But Africa, guess get yourself yeah. some options. Yeah, let me the just get a solution. An... You have to go to Africa. I have to. I have to go to South Africa, and I have to order a 
16 ounce ostrich. I really hope that nobody who I've reached out to the sponsor the show is vegan. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that, that, that could be bad. And I don't think they serve ostrich in America. I think you, you probably have to go to a pretty high class restaurant to get some ostrich, but who knows how old, like where did it come from? Right. You, you, I guess I would there not, some ostrich, at, ostrich farms around, but rare. I, I would not eat that. That's because that ostrich had, you had to fly that ostrich over. That ostrich could be tasted. You could taste something that's been a hard time. So we will. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to do what you No, I'm just going to take your word for it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to order a filet mignon and I'm going to pretend like it's an, it's an ostrich. There we go. That's pretty go much the same thing. <laughs> Cake decorating. So I want you to give me an honest answer. An honest answer. On a scale of Kids Bacon Championship to Cake Boss, where are you? Now, kid, if you say Kids um, Bacon Championship, that means you're, you're the GOAT because those kids decorate cakes better than the adults. They're pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, man, Cake Boss was my favorite show. But it might still be my favorite show. I haven't watched it in a while, though. Um, well, uh, you know, I did get first place in the state fair when I was like 10. So I'm probably. So you were competing. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I'd say Cake Boss, right? It was a, it was a, it was a pretty good one for a, I, I don't know, probably, I was probably about 10, 10, maybe 12. I have been blessed <laughs> and honored to interview some pretty fascinating people some pretty awesome people. I have to say that this is like, I'm sitting in the presence of greatness right now. <laughs> Cause I, and this is no offense to anyone that I've interviewed. I love each and every one of you guys. I'm grateful that you gave me a chance to tell your story, but I have never met somebody as talented <laughs> as running the flute. Like, and I'm sure that you had like Squidward tentacles kind of skills on that flute. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yes. At a, at a time. At a time, I was pretty, I was pretty good. I haven't picked it up in a while, but. That, well, where's the, I think you're it a little bit. It comes back. It's like riding a bike. You never forget. So. Yeah. you um, never forget. So like I said, all American runner, Squidward tentacles, all American flute player, championship cape boss decorator <laughs> uh yearbook did you win something for the yearbook yet i don't think i did On i just year... edited it um which is hard that is very difficult to do let me just say that uh eight ostrich which is champion in itself I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually speechless <laughs> it's like this is amazing <laughs> What's your favorite cake that you've decorated and what did you use for the decorations? Oh, man, that is a good question. The one, I mean, the one that, that did that I got to go to state when I was a kid was probably one of my favorites because it was like the most random thing. I think that's why people liked it. Um, I mean, given I had to do it like a decent job, but it was a, it was a duck. <laughs> It was a three-dimensional duck. So that year, the requirements for that year were like a three-dimensional cake. 
And there are only like certain molds, like certain pans you can get that have a three-dimensional shape. And duck was one of them. And I was like, I love duck. So like, I'm gonna make a duck cake. <laughs> and uh, so, so that one was pretty fun. I would say that that's gotta be one of my favorites just because I do love ducks. And it was just, it was fun to see it there because everyone was like, I've never seen a duck cake. This is awesome. So yeah, what, I, I'd what say was, that one. What was the flavor of the cake? It was just like a regular, like a yellow pound cake type thing. You don't, we, sorry, they didn't eat them, though it didn't really matter. Also, fun fact, the super fancy cakes that you see displayed are never actually real cakes. That was, uh, that was sad when I started decorating like better, Wait, bigger bigger cakes and stuff to display yeah it was like styrofoam molds yeah they suck <laughs> that's disappointing i was like man how are they whipping these out that fast they are i mean terrible. so obviously they're giving it like but if it's anything in a magazine or something like those those are most likely not real cakes oh well okay yeah well yeah oh wow that is fun that is a duck cake why ducks? And was there any intrigue in going to Oregon? Uh, briefly, I briefly thought of Oregon, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I've just—they're just one of my favorite animals. I just love little little ducks. Wow. Can't explain it. I don't know. They're unique creatures. They're very so part unique. of it is that in Indiana we have so many Canadian geese that are just like mean. And they, they like hiss at you. They chase after you. They, it's now like summer. I, I live near a pond and they've just multiplied and taken over. And the ducks are like so friendly and they're smaller and they're like, they're nice. So I think that's also part of it is that I've been scarred of like seeing people attacked by geese. <laughs> oh boy. The ducks are like so friendly and I just like, have a special appreciation for them <laughs> the we have geese down here in orlando specifically by Lickiola. and there is this like territory battle with them in the swans oh, um, oh swans are mean too and they hate each other but they <laughs> hate humans more <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's seriously like you're running for your life when you're running around. Like at, at Notre Dame, we had two lakes and in the springtime, like the geese would have, would have their babies by the lake. And it was, we tried to do a workout around the lake and it was like literally running for your safety. Oh my gosh. That is, that's so real. I used to walk around downtown. We have this big, like, like Yola. And I don't know if we have as many geese, you guys sound like you are overpopulating with with these memes. Oh yeah, there is it is a problem. That is and the ducks I do see because they're sweet and usually the ducks that I see I've never seen a singular duck. I've only seen a the mom duck with the little babies. Oh yeah, babies. Um, and then it's so funny if something is like if something's wrong with the baby. Um, and like a human tries to fix it as soon as they like trust a human she circles around them like with concern and anxiety <laughs> until um 
it gets fixed. So I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I I hate those geese. I hate those swans. I'm sorry, God, but I hate because they are <laughs> they 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 come at you like you owe them some money or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They even hiss it like I'll drive past them in my car and they're hissing at the car. I'm like, I could kill you in a second if I wanted to. <laughs> Easy. I'm, I'm not going to, but you know, there's part of me that like kind of wants to. No, there's a part of you that's just like, I need to set an example. I know. It's just, <laughs> that, that, that's how you feel. They don't have the power. That's what we need. <laughs> they just yes. need to know they don't have the power. Like we love animals. We want to take care of you. Why you get mad at us? We didn't do anything to you. Yeah. Oh man. So we talk about uh God, that brought back some bad memories. <laughs> no, same. Oh, my my heart rate's going up just thinking about these I have pictures and videos on my phone that I'll be taken. And then all of a sudden, and then they hide behind trees. Like they wait for you. Like they are just these schematic, evil little. Uh, oh yeah, beings. I've seen I've seen people get chased. I've seen the babies chase people. It's it's a lot. They they are hatred. All people that don't live don't have geese around them. They count of joy. Give yourselves lucky. Seriously, because these geese <laughs> these geese are like I don't know. They just born hateful. <laughs> like they are born with hate in their hearts. Honestly, sometimes I don't even joke they're with a friend. Mean. They're not as mean like in the winter when... Because they're cold. It, it's just some about the heat and the babies, obviously. Obviously, they're territorial when they have babies. But when it's warm outside, they're just not happy. Those, those swans and geese. I was like, somebody needs to preach the good news to them. And hopefully, they can come to salvation and be nice. Um <laughs> Because like I said, you just, you said it, the, well, here's the thing. I live in Orlando. It's hot here year round. So right. they, they stay in a bad mood, but when it does <laughs> get cold, you don't see them. Um, so maybe I should go downtown when it's cold, uh, <laughs> um, but pretty much your job is lit. It's a lot. You wear many hats. How do you mentally stay at bay? What do you do outside of work to relax and just to make sure that you're mentally taking care of yourself? Yeah, yeah. What's well, I mean, I coach people on that daily, so I have to make sure I keep myself in check. <laughs> yeah. um, honestly, the running, exercising every morning is for sure what helps me, you know, helps you feel good, keep the routine and something I just enjoy. And it's my time for thought, reflection, like, just getting ready for the day. So that's always huge. Um, I'm big into journaling and by journaling, I don't not saying like I write multiple pages every day. Sometimes it's a page, sometimes it's a sentence. Um, but that's kind of part of my morning routine too, is like, I'll make coffee. I'll, um, like maybe read something for five to 15 minutes. I'll journal for five minutes or something and then go work out and that that gets me in a state where I just I feel centered I feel alert energetic and yeah definitely stick to it uh but one other big piece is gratitude so gratitude is something we coach on a ton because it it 
I mean, I could go on and on about gratitude. It gets you, it increases your confidence, but it increases like your overall ability to just see something in a better light, like not to feel as overwhelmed, but be like, oh, okay, here's this challenge. Here's what I learned from it versus here's this challenge. Like, shoot, what am I going to do? And panicking. Um, but gratitude is like, has become such a habit. So if I take a break during the day, or if I feel super overwhelmed, like, you know, I'll think of a few things I'm grateful for, or if I'm walking outside, like, man, it's a beautiful day. I'm so grateful for like this beautiful day. Um, so that's another huge piece of what keeps me mentally, mentally, uh, where I need to be to be the, the coach that I am. It also puts things in perspective, um, being, you know, thankful and having gratitude. Oh yeah. Um, which I'm, you know, finding even in difficult parts of life, there's, there's like always something to be thankful for, whether it's, you know, I was able to get up out of bed because if you, you know, read a newspaper, turn on, you know, TV and, you know, you can see that, you know, people don't have that luxury, even the simplest of things. Uh, so that is an interesting point. And that's a great point. What's your relationship like with running now in this new form? Um, obviously it was one thing when you were kicking everybody's behind and everything and running competitively, but now you've taken running and turned it in from a happy meal to a Thanksgiving meal. So what is your, from your platform in a sense? Yeah. So what, yeah. what is your relationship with running now? And has it, has it made you, has it made you appreciate it more? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have done a lot to make sure that I just maintain the joy in running because that kind of slipped away a lot throughout really from like 2017 to 2021 that that span a lot of like ups and downs. And when you're in pain, it totally messes with your head. Like it is, it's tough when you're just in pain, like almost the majority of time. Um, and I didn't, I don't say that to a lot of it's things were unpredictable or thought it would get better. And so I don't necessarily blame someone for that. Um, and also when you're, there's time when you got to make a choice, are you going to, you know, finish for the team, go to nationals or should you stop? Um, so there were a variety of reasons behind it, but, um, the past like year and a half has been, uh, figuring out how I can enjoy it and stay healthy and um, ideally still run fast. And yeah. I've been able to actually do that pretty well, which is exciting. Um, but I've done, I realized it caused me a lot of anxiety to do things by time and or pace because I was always comparing to like what I thought I should do. And now, I mean, if I'm training for something, I'm usually running by myself and I run at like, six, six 30 in the morning or something. So I can't expect to run as fast by myself early in the morning as like when I'm in college with all my teammates, you know, or running professionally, like it's so different. Uh, so doing things a lot by time and effort has been huge for me. Cause I enjoy 
I enjoy doing hard things. Like that's why I'm a distance runner. Um, so doing that and just making sure that if there's a time when something's bothering me, like, okay, you know, take a day off, take a week off. If you have to, it's okay. Um, it's not just having that pressure release of not having to worry about helping a team or getting a, you know, paycheck, um, being able to just say like, Hey, this is something I love to do. I'm so grateful that I get to do it. And, um, because of that, that's, what's allowed me to like stay healthy and run fast. I got to run a marathon this year and that was huge. And like, and it went well. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a fun, fun journey, like discovering what running looks like now. That's very refreshing and insightful. So really you just recently got back your joy and perspective of running. Um, Wow. Yeah. 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 And I didn't, I didn't realize that I lost it as much until like being removed from it because you get so stuck in your habits and routines. And like, I was in just such a cycle of doing really well and then getting hurt. And when you get hurt enough times, it's very, very draining, especially when it's the same thing. Um, and so being able to step away from that and not feel the pressure to do what I was doing, it's like, okay, what I was doing wasn't working. So we got to try something different. (laughs) Um, so trying it differently. And it's like, you know, what's important is towing the line healthy. And I also, you know, I work full time and I want to have a social life and stuff. So I'm not going to train for four hours a day. Um, and you can still run fast, which is pretty awesome. So you took a break like completely from running for a short period of time. Uh, for a bit, because I had, so the main injury that I had that kind of like put me that got me to step away from professional running was a bulging disc in my low back. So I kept getting neurological pain when I would get to a certain amount of training or speed or something. Um, and, and it just kept coming back. So when I, um, left the Boston athletic association, I took off, I took off a couple months just to let my back heal and then kind of like started running and, it didn't really feel great. So I didn't run that much, but it took a good, uh, yeah, I took some time totally off. I can't really remember how much and then started running again, but ran my first race in like two years last Thanksgiving. Wow. That's legit because it's like, you're having fun. Um, yeah. instead of, yeah, like it's doing- amazing how much the fun, like having fun makes you run fast. <laughs> Like when I ran that race, I was like, how the heck did I just run that pace? Like I, I didn't train for it for a long time, but here we are. Listen, you might mess around and win some medals. I'm just saying, like I said, now that the fun is back. Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. Oh my gosh. If you win a medal, in addition to all of the other greatness that you've achieved, (laughs) we got to put you, we have to add an additional face to Mount Rushmore. Like we have to carve your name in there because that is. All right. I'm just. All right. This is recorded. You're 
we're gonna hold you to it oh listen don't worry i save everything so you know just i'm just i'm just waiting i'm just waiting i'm just waiting i cannot wait all right um <laughs> two more questions then we're gonna hit our rapid fire and then we'll be done what is the main thing that you try to teach those that you interact with especially you know with your experiences as a runner not just and everybody and, and i'm going to say this everybody kind of focuses on the downs like oh man you had all these injuries you had all this stuff happens how can you help people through that and there is a great point because you know i don't know what it's like to have a bulging disc thank god um but at the same time you know i can say hey I do know somebody who's been through something similar and this is how she came and dealt with it, but you had good times too. So your entire experience, how do you relate that to the people that you work with? Yeah. Um, one of my biggest things that for both athletes and uh, business people I coach is just not twofold one not ever underestimating yourself like so often we put a cap on what we think we can do but just getting people to I mean dream bigger or set a bigger goal but it's like people are afraid to say the number they really want to say the time you know the monetary number whatever it is because you don't want to be wrong and I saw so many times in my athletic career and then in, in other areas as well of just letting go of that bar and letting go of that fear of like, well, you know, what if I disappoint myself? Um, just how much that helped me reach greater and greater heights. And so I do that all the time when I coach people, they'll tell me what their goal is for the quarter. And I'm like, I, you know, I think you can do more. And when kids I coach, they tell me a goal time. It's like, you know, take 10 seconds off that. And, and it's like, sometimes just having people tell you, I think you can do that is what makes all the difference. So just not underestimating yourself. And then the second thing is being grateful, no matter the circumstance. So when you're dealing with a really tough injury, if it's a, in the business setting and, um, you know, your company is facing some hard times. It's just what, what's the purpose of this and what can you learn from it? How is it going to help you? How's it going to help other people? Um, there's just always something that you can find in tough situations to grow from. Wow. We may have to start calling you pastor or something like that. Cause that's deep. Um, last question. What is the legacy that you want to leave? What's the impact that you want to have and what do you want to be known for essentially? Hmm. See, that's a tough question because I don't care that much about being known. I care about like the work that I'm doing, impacting people, helping them lead, lead better lives, like, achieve the greater and greater things that they dream of. And also, you know, hopefully these truly, I mean, I've seen this in my own life and my boss can attest to it. And a lot of other people I've coached, but just the way that, um, like your mental, some of these mental performance tools, how much they can also help you like with your faith. Um, and so really what I want is just 
I want people to, to discover like what they're capable of discover faith, like things like that, even if you're not directly mentioning it, um, which sometimes depending on the setting, like can be mentioned, but, um, that's what matters. Like, you know, if I, if we go big dream fuel goes public, that's going to be lit. But (laughs) if we don't (laughs) like we've, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, but if we don't like, you know, it doesn't matter as long as I'm showing up every day and passionate about what I'm doing and like trying to give that impact. How has your faith just impacted you on your journey? Oh, it's, it's front and center. Um, throughout every injury, that's what strengthened my faith, but also got me, my faith is what got me through just believing like, all right, I don't understand what's happening now, but I know this is for a greater purpose. And I just saw it time and time and time again. Um, and also the times when things, things aren't going well, or you have to make a change, um, change is really, really hard. But when you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, those moments of just letting that I've just let go and trusted God to undo some of these really big knots I've been in literally like almost instantly um, when I have those moments of like, okay, I'm letting go and trusting. It's like, it starts getting worked out and yeah, that's what he's asking for. So yeah, it's, it is front and center in, in every day. And I can tell that you have not really happiness, but you have a joy um based from it because I don't think you will be able to have the impact that you do and your mindset of helping others um if you didn't have that joy which is the constant in every situation um that is that's in the in the tough seasons that's what you want uh happiness is momentary joy is consistent and it definitely seems that you have that joy um, inside of you that you're looking to spread with everybody else in this platform. I was, while you were talking, I think I'm going to change the ice cream promotion point because you said something interesting. You said you want to take, you want to help others take the cap off their um, expectations, potential. potential. So what if we named the ice cream promotion brand ben jerry i hope you're listening what if we named it no cap there we go i'll take it i like that i like it i like that me too i really hope they do it i hope you guys do it i know you won't but we are down to our last segment called down home stretch that means i'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions i want you to answer them to the best of your ability if you do not, it's really okay. It's no big deal. <laughs> Got to give a shout out to the homie Marley Stollerper from NC State. She is the reigning champion of this segment, followed by Val Consting, Sage Herta, and Sinclair Johnson and Kara Winger. So you are going to be an elite company if you get there. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. If there was a food that you had to live with and live without forever, what would they be uh live with bananas live without olives oh that's such a great answer what's the best what's the best part about notre dame the people what's the hands best down part of, best what's the, community what's the best part about indiana 
Gosh, I would also say the people. <laughs> Hands down, the best community. Yeah, they every morning I'm running and people are just like they smile and they you know say have a good day. Everyone's what? so friendly. Are you in Indiana or Narnia? <laughs> like that is that's rare. This doesn't count against the time. Have you ever seen the show The Middle? No, I haven't. I know I know about it though. Oh dang. Okay. What's the last TV show or series that you binge watched? The Office. What character do you relate to most on The Office? Jim. <laughs> I can see that. I can I really, <laughs> I can, I can really see that. Okay. Let's just say they were going to make a movie about your life and your journey. Who is the actress that you would want to play your character? Mm. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is really eating away my time. I'm not great with actresses, and I also feel like there's a lot of bad backstories on actresses. Oh boy. Um, you, well, you know, just in general. Like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with J Lo. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, J Lo, I need you to come portray a runner. Go to Notre Dame and then ball out. Oh man, that would be lit because she could do the soundtrack for everything. Ooh, I like Sandra Bullock though too. I'll stick with J Lo though. I actually think Sandra Bullock would be perfect because here's why I say that: Sandra Bullock is one of my favorite actresses. But Sand and this doesn't count against time. I got you. But Sandra Bullock is the most one of the most versatile actresses. Just that is true. On the things that she plays, and she literally has rocked everything. She played a southern woman, she played a crazy Canadian woman. Uh, I think it's perfect. So, Sandra, Sandra, let's get on that. All oh, right, yeah. what is a song that you think would describe your life? Oh, uh, <laughs> um. I'm sorry. I'm not good at this. I listen to a lot of music. Um, what's a song about just like crazy doing everything? Uh, try everything. There we go. That's Isn't that a Disney movie? It's from like a Disney movie, I think. Okay. Well, if it's not, we just made it up. So try everything. It's I'm definitely rolling. a song. I think it's from a Disney movie. Okay. What is the best movie that you've seen in the last five years? Whew. Oh my gosh. Um, honestly, I don't watch that many movies, so this is tough. Um, I'll do it lifetime, your entire life. In my entire life. <laughs> uh, I really like Inception. It's like okay. pretty intense and makes you think, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Inception. Okay. By the way, you're doing great. You're almost there. We're almost done. Favorite dream location to vacation? Um, Greece. If you Greece. had Greece, yes. Try that would be amazing food. If you had to have somebody narrate your race or a day of you working who would it be it's 
So it could be um, like um, James Earl Jones or Morgan Freeman. I, actually, I was going to say Morgan Freeman. I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> um, I think that would just be amazing. Yes, Morgan Freeman. So, that would be, yeah, That'd be I awesome. Would, I would actually love to see that, especially like when you're coaching somebody. Yes, um, it's a soothing voice. Oh, man. Morgan Freeman, when it comes to like the soothing voice, the two that I've gotten the most are Morgan Freeman and Barack Obama. Uh, yeah. because of the voice and just the emotion that comes with it. All right, we got a couple more questions and then we are almost done. <sighs> if you had to be a guest star on any Food Network television show, who are you going with? Um, Wait, does it, I have to choose a television host, vision host, or I'm choosing any person? The show, any show, any Food oh, Network Cake show. Hands Cake down. Boss. Wait, that's not on Food Network, is it? But Can I, I still will, I will take it, I will take it, I will take it. I would okay. love to also see you on, as a judge on kids baking championships. Yes. Yes, I think, or a judge on Buddy versus Duff. Yes, that okay. is the highest in baking championships. Alrighty, two more questions. If you had to have dinner with anybody in the world, they have to be living, who would you have dinner with? Hmm. Wow. It's a great, uh, it gets me thinking a lot. I'm trying to think who I want to question. <laughs> who uh -oh. do I have a lot of questions for? Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know the Pope. Maybe he'd be. I'd have a lot of questions for him. That could be a good one. It's like, oh gosh, Mr. Pope. It'd be a little intimidating, but you know, it'd be cool. I'd be down. Like to have dinner, like pick his brain about like <laughs> what's it like to travel and everything like that. Yeah, just I feel like he, you know, he's lived a long life. He he knows a lot. <laughs> he Okay, the Pope. Last question. Why does kindness matter to you? Um, gosh, kindness matters because we're all we're all in the same boat. We're all human. We're all going through life. We all face big challenges. We all face, you know, greatness as well. And it's all different for each person. And you never know what someone's going through at a certain time. So treat them how you want to be treated when you said that that we're all in this together song came i don't know what movie that's from high school uh, musical oh come on i'm sorry i'm 28 i'm a nerd i forgot i have the dvd i don't even know how i forgot that <laughs> like back in the day <sighs> that was a that's an elk everybody you witnessed me catching up l on the show but that's okay because that's the end of the segment you finished on the metal stand. Oh, that's that, shocking. You you finished on the metal stand. You finished on the metal stand. So congratulations. You Thank just you. added to the amazing repertoire. So we need to ESPN new. You know what has to happen? We gotta call ESPN. They have to do a 30 for 30 series on you. Uh, oh, what would that be called? If ESPN did a 30 for 30 series. On you specifically. 
Um, oh, geez. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Listen, I thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, if you want to see up the see the dream fuel stuff. But uh, Instagram, I've got a coaching account, Coach Anna Roar, and I also have my regular fun account as well. That's uh, Anna Roar ninety seven. Listen, listen to the first part of the episode, the preview, where you can find everything for lactic acid. We will see you next time. Lost chain of thought, Anna. Thanks again. Catch you all next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you.